Dave Canales has his in-person interview with the Carolina Panthers to be their next head coach. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this Wednesday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen review every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks, your host of Locked On Bucks, credentialed member of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the deputy editor of SB Nation's Bucks Nation. I am here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And for that, I want to share my appreciation for your continued support of the show. One of the ways you can support the show is by becoming a Locked on Bucks insider. You're going to get news, rumors, the inside scoop, exclusive content delivered directly to your phone, plus one-on-one conversations with me via text message. You can join the Locked On Bucks insiders at joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Bucks. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash Locked On NFL and use code Locked On NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. I want to apologize in advance. My voice sounds a little uh, weaker than normal. I got hit with a cold like a freight train. So, battling through that but I apologize in advance if uh if I don't sound my normal self but we do have the locked on bucks insider mailbag coming up in a little bit but let's talk about Dave Canales who has his in-person interview with the Carolina Panthers on Wednesday for their head coaching vacancy and Canales has been in the NFL since 2010 he was brought in with Pete Carroll to be the Seattle Seahawks wide receiver coach which is the position that he held from 2010 until 2017. He became the quarterback's coach in 2018, then the passing game coordinator from 2020 to 2021 before returning to being the quarterback's coach in 2022. Then, of course, hired by the Buccaneers this last offseason as their offensive coordinator. And the Bucs in 2023 finished with the 23rd total offense in the league, averaging 313 yards per game. They were 17th in passing offense with 224.2 yards per game, 32nd in rushing offense with 88.8 yards per game, and 20th in scoring with 20.5 points per game. Now, obviously, those numbers don't totally reflect the improvements or the growth that we saw in Dave Canales or this Buccaneers team over the course of the season, especially in the run game where Rashad White uh, nearly finished with a 1,000 yards rushing on the season or that the Bucs averaged 22.5 points per game over the last 10 weeks, including the playoffs. So there was definitely improvement there as Dave Canales got better at play calling and in-game adjustments. But is he ready to be a head coach? Now, I went through and I looked at current NFL head coaches and their experience when they got hired 
uh, as head coaches to see how many made a similar jump to what Dave Canales would be looking at. And, and here's essentially what I found. So you have Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. He was hired from being the Los Angeles Rams quarterback coach to the Bengals head coach, but he did have two years as offensive coordinator experience in both Miami and Cincinnati before landing that head coaching job. You have Kevin Stefanski, who spent one year as an offensive coordinator with the Minnesota Vikings before becoming the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. You have Dan Campbell, who has no time as a coordinator, he was an assistant head coach and tight ends coach in New Orleans from 2016 to 2020. He was an interim head coach in Miami in 2015, but he was never a coordinator in the NFL before becoming the Detroit Lions head coach. Antonio Pierce out there in Las Vegas. He was the linebackers coach, then the interim head coach, now officially the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, Mike McDaniel. One year as an offensive coordinator in San Francisco before becoming the Miami Dolphins head coach. Gerard Mayo, no years as a coordinator. He was the inside linebackers coach for the Patriots since 2019. Gets promoted after Bill Belichick leaves and is now the head coach of the Patriots. And then finally, Mike Tomlin. He spent one year as a defensive coordinator in Minnesota before becoming the Pittsburgh head coach. Now, the jury is still out on Pierce and Mayo, obviously, because there really isn't a sample size to look at their success. You have the interim stint for uh, for Pierce. But as far as the others are concerned, you take a look and you have three Super Bowl appearances and one Super Bowl victory between Zach Taylor and Mike Tomlin. You have Campbell, who is now the head coach of one of the teams in the NFC Championship. And Mike McDaniel coming off of an electric year with the Miami Dolphins. So it's not out of the norm for teams to find leaders of men and, and take these head coaching jobs with little or no experience running the game from one side of the ball or the other. But that also doesn't mean that it's for sure going to work. Again, these are the active coaches. I didn't go through and sift through all of these coaches over the last, you know, 10 years to see who who made it, who didn't, who was a one and done, all of those sorts of things. I just looked at current head coaches finding success making this kind of jump. In my opinion, and I love Dave Canales. I do. Uh I, I love the growth that we saw. I love the maturity, uh, the comfortability as an offensive coordinator and a play caller that we saw in that first year. I do not think he's ready for this kind of jump quite yet. That doesn't mean that he couldn't be a head coach after next season or after you know the 2025 season. But right now, I don't think that making the jump from offensive coordinator to head coach after one year is the right decision for him, especially in Carolina. And don't get me wrong. If, if Dave Canales gets this job, I will be super excited for him. I know I, I spoke to Kate Otten after the, the game in Detroit and he talked about how excited and, and happy for Dave. All those players would be selfishly. Of course, they want to keep him there, but that they would all be really excited that he was getting that kind of opportunity. But Carolina right now is a very, oh, it's a it's a hostile environment to work in. It's a toxic environment to work in 
And so making that kind of jump for Dave Canales from offensive coordinator to a head coach over there may derail his chances of being a successful head coach in the National Football League long term. I truly believe that. They they have a terrible, I mean, the worst owner in all of sports. And I just, I would be really concerned for Dave Canales' future if he ended up making that kind of jump. And again, if he makes that jump and he's successful, I'll be super excited for him. Dave Canales is a wonderfully nice person. He is a smart football coach. He is a a team first guy. And I think he would do a great job leading a roster and, and being a head coach. Just not yet. I don't think he's ready for that jump yet. And again, selfishly, I'd like to see him stay in Tampa and, and continue to work with Baker Mayfield, you know, build on what they did in 2023 and, and move that into 2024 and, and see the offense get even better. But of course, there's a lot of moving parts for this Buccaneers roster and Baker Mayfield may not be back next year. I, I would hate for there to be a situation where they get Baker Mayfield back, but then he's having to work with yet another new offensive coordinator the guy hasn't had the same offensive coordinator two years in a row in his career. It, it's really difficult to find any kind of sustainable success when you keep changing coaches constantly. You keep changing schemes constantly. So, you know, ultimately, we'll find out. The, the Panthers still have, I think it's like 10 or 11 candidates in the running for that head coaching vacancy. We'll see how things pan out with Dave Canales. But again, that in-person interview is on Wednesday. I'm sure by the time you're hearing this episode or you know, after, shortly after you've heard this episode, we will have some kind of idea as to how that went and, and where the Panthers are in their search. But we do have the Locked On Bucks Insider Mailbag coming up next here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and they are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Testing my skills on Price Picks this football season has been the most exciting way to play DFS. And if you have the skills, you could turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Price Picks is really simple to play, and I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. This week, I'm going with Jared Goff to have less than 262.5 passing yards, Isaiah Pacheco more than 0.5 total touchdowns. And right now, you can lock in Christian McCaffrey to have more than 0.5 rushing yards. Talk about easy money. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL all lowercase. For a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. <music> 
Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen review every single day. Every dayers, make sure you're coming back tomorrow. I will have Evan Klosky for a WTSP Thursday. Some last-minute scheduling conflicts uh, popped up, and we decided to bump Evan to Thursday, which is why I am here with you on this Wednesday episode instead of being joined by Evan. But right now, you can check out one of the most innovative things that has ever happened on YouTube because Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Time to jump into the Locked On Bucks Insiders mailbag. Let's see what our insiders are wondering about. And we're going to start with... Insider Dave, who asks, do you see Dave Canales becoming our head coach in the future? Well, this plays perfectly into what we talked about in segment one, where I do think Dave Canales has a future as a head coach in the NFL. Do I see him as the head coach of the Buccaneers in the future is kind of an interesting question, because if Dave Canales is the head coach of the Buccaneers, that means that one of two things has happened. Number one, It means that Todd Bowles has retired and is stepping away. And you're looking at a situation similar to that of Todd Bowles getting the job after Bruce Arians stepped down and Dave Canales becomes kind of the obvious internal promotional uh, hire for the head coaching vacancy. Or it means that Todd Bowles really pooped the bed and the Buccaneers are a bad football team and they end up moving on similar to what you saw with Lovey Smith and Dirk Cutter, where they wanted the, the organization wanted Cutter to stay for the development of Jameis Winston, but Lovey Smith wasn't getting the job done. They do the internal promotion, move Dirk Cutter up to the head coach and you know, the rest, as they say, is history. So I don't know if, if Dave Canales is a successful offensive coordinator. I don't know if that head coaching vacancy happens because if Dave Canales is successful, that means the Buccaneers are doing well and Todd Bowles is probably sticking around. So it would have to be a situation where Todd Bowles steps away on his own rather than getting fired. I think it's more likely that Dave Canales becomes the head coach of another organization because of the success that he finds in Tampa. It's not completely out of the question. I'm not ruling it out entirely, but it from from the perspective of why would the head coaching job be open i think it's more likely than not that dave canales's opportunity as a head coach comes elsewhere not within the ranks of tampa insider scotty asks should we get rid of gage and go get marquise brown from the cardinals he was everything for baker at oklahoma baker knows him like the back of his hand and the cardinals i don't think will re-sign him he has a heavy contract with not, not much production should the Bucks get him for a number three wide receiver. So let's take a look at Marquise Brown for a quick second. In 2023, he had 101 targets, 51 receptions, 574 yards, four touchdowns, 32 of his 51 receptions came or uh, resulted in a first down for Arizona. Spot track has him with a market value of 14.1 million. I'm going to say this right now. The Bucs are not signing him for that amount of money. So if another team is willing, then congratulations to Hollywood Brown 
and uh, his big fat contract. It also depends on the structure of the roster at the point that free agency opens. So if Mike Evans is gone, Hollywood Brown is a bad signing. That would give the Bucs another sub six foot receiver, and that really isn't going to get it done. And he's kind of a one trick pony, right? If if he's not the deep threat, he doesn't bring much else to the table. And the Bucks already have that in Trey Palmer, who is much more affordable than what Marquise Brown would be. So you take a look at, at spending $14 million on a receiver. That amount of money needs to be spent on a new wide receiver, too, to complement Chris Godwin not a guy with Hollywood Brown's skill set. You need another big, solid, over-the-middle target kind of guy to complement Chris Godwin. Now, if Evans stays, I would also say that it's probably not happening. Um, but it would be because of the financials rather than the fit. If you're paying Mike Evans $22 million a year, you're not going to turn around and then pay Marquise Brown another 14 to be a number three and number four guy, you're going to utilize Palmer. You're going to find another guy who's less expensive. You know, you can bring back David Moore for a much cheaper price who really started to fit into that wide receiver three role. You can draft a guy on day two, even early day three to fit in as that number three receiver. Um, either way, I would say you cross Hollywood Brown off of your wish list of of potential wide receiver threes for the Buccaneers. It just doesn't make a lot of sense for the Buccaneers schematically or financially to go get a guy like that. And, and again, I wish Hollywood Brown the best, but he's to me, he's not worth $14, $15 million a year to be a you know borderline wide receiver three. You have Trey Palmer, and I understand that Baker and, and Hollywood Brown played together, but that was like six years ago now. You know, he did a stint in Baltimore. He's done a stint in Arizona. And for the most part, I would say that he's been disappointing in the NFL. He really hasn't gotten the job done to the level that people believe that he would. It's better for somebody else to uh, to pay him and and deal with the results of that rather than the Buccaneers. You still have... Chris Godwin, you still have Trey Palmer. I believe Devin Tompkins is a uh, is a pending free agent. And again, David Moore really started to slide into that wide receiver three role really well late in the season and against the Eagles in the uh, in the wild card round. You would be better off bringing him back than bringing in Marquise Brown, just because again you have the continuity of the offense, the continuity of the uh, the pieces on that offense. You can build on what you already accomplished in 2023. It just, the, the Bucks. while I laid out a lot of scenarios where they can free up some money, and again, I do think Russell Gage is gone. That will free up a lot of money for the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, get them close to that $60 million in, in cap space. Um, you're you're still looking for those bargain signings, those low risk, high reward kind of contracts, like you saw with David Moore and Baker Mayfield and 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 other guys in Ryan Neal, who I don't think will be back because you do have to shell out serious money if you're going to keep Chris, or uh, Mike Evans, you're going to keep Antoine Winfield Jr. If you're going to keep Levante David, uh, you still have to extend Tristan Wirfs. 
he's heading into his fifth year option. You you have to make sure that he gets paid. So you're not looking to spend twenty twenty two million dollars on Mike Evans and then another fifteen on a wide receiver three. You can you can find that role elsewhere. We do have one more mailbag question left, and let me tell you, this one's a doozy. That's coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday episode of Locked on Bucks. And we do have one final mailbag question here. And of course, you can join in on the insider mailbags. And I'm going to have some exclusive content coming just for insiders during the free agency and the draft processes. Still ironing out kind of my, my game plan here because, well... David Harrison is no longer here to stop me from my crazy and foolish ideas. Um, but, um, you know, going to be mapping out some insider only content for the off season. And you can become an insider by going to join subtext.com slash locked on bucks. But we have the other insider Dave. We got a couple of insider Dave's, a couple of insider Mike's, but we have the other insider Dave asking if we've seen the end of Mike Evans and Levante David in Tampa, who is the next leader of the defense and who is the Chris Godwin to Chris Godwin? All right. So let's start with the defensive side of the ball. And, and I think this answer is more than just one guy. Levante David's leadership is irreplaceable. So it's going to take more than just one player to step up and fill that role. And I think it's going to be the combination of Vita Vea and Antoine Winfield Jr. I still firmly believe that the Buccaneers are going to find a way to make sure that Antoine Winfield Jr. stays in Tampa, and he's going to be one of those guys that has to step up and be a leader on this team and on the defensive side of the ball. He had the captain's patch this year, and I think players are going to look to him to be kind of the leader on the back end. But both of these guys are experienced, highly successful Super Bowl champions that can bring along some of these younger guys and be coaches on the field for Todd Bowles the way Levante David was. The Bucs have so much young talent on the defensive side of the ball. Kalijah Kansi, Yaya Diaby, Zion McCollum, KJ Britt, who looks to be penciled in as a starter next year that Vita Vea and Antoine Winfield Jr. are already going to be those players that 
other players gravitate towards, right? That that younger guys and, and other guys are going to lean on the experience and the knowledge of guys like Antoine Woodfield Jr. and Vita Vea. It's a natural transition for them as captains to take on that Levante David role. So now that that's out of the way, let's talk about who's going to be Godwin's Godwin. And, and that's tough. It's tough to think about or consider Mike Evans moving on, but it is a potential reality. So we have to talk about it, right? Godwin's Godwin isn't on the roster right now. I'm just going to say that flat out. So it's not going to be Trey Palmer. It's not going to be Devin Tompkins. It's not going to be David Moore. It won't be any of those guys. It's either going to be a free agent or someone that the Buccaneers draft. So let's look at a couple of potential free agents that the Bucs would go after to be a wide receiver two on this team. And these are guys that can't cost what Mike Evans will cost. Okay. Otherwise, they just bring back Mike Evans, right? Unless there's something that has deteriorated the relationship between Mike Evans and this franchise, you have to look at less expensive options. Otherwise, Mike Evans back in Tampa, right? So let's start things off with a guy that I'm extremely familiar with, and that's Tyler Boyd. He's probably going to cost around $10 million, and he was a solid wide receiver three for Cincinnati with the injuries to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins throughout the years. He stepped up and he was a solid wide receiver too. And he probably would have been the full-time wide receiver too, had they not hit on Chase and Higgins. He can fill that role uh, and, and he's incredibly reliable. Now there's the chance that obviously Cincinnati brings back Boyd because they may lose Higgins. Going to talk about more, going to talk more about that in just a minute. DJ Chark. Things did not work out well in Carolina for him, but he's a really good receiver that's going to cost around the same as, as Tyler Boyd, probably a little bit more. You're talking maybe two to three million dollars more than what Tyler Boyd will cost. But he isn't a wide receiver one, and I think that's been proven. He would be a fantastic compliment to slide into that wide receiver two role opposite of Chris Godwin. He has the high upside. He's the kind of guy that can get you you know, eight, nine, 10 receptions in a game and really take one over, but he's not a guy that you want to rely on to be that number one receiver all the time. Again, affordable, solid compliment to Chris Godwin. Calvin Ridley, uh, a huge bounce back year in, in Jacksonville. And now, now we're getting close to what Evans would command, but not quite there yet. He's another guy that can be your wide receiver one on some days and your wide receiver two on other days. That would be another big threat for the Buccaneers offense if you have Godwin and uh, and Calvin Ridley on, on either side. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., he's not going anywhere. He's going to stay in Indianapolis. He's going to cost pretty much what Mike Evans is going to cost, and he's probably going to get it for a longer term. But it's kind of fun to think about Michael Pittman Jr. coming to play for the team that his dad won a Super Bowl with. So I wanted to throw that out there. T. Higgins. Again, you're getting into Mike Evans' money territory. And someone is probably going to pay T. Higgins very handsomely to be their wide receiver one. But a Higgins-Godwin duo could be every bit as dangerous as the Higgins-Chase duo that we saw in Cincinnati. I do ultimately think T. Higgins ends up being the wide receiver one in Tennessee now that they hired the Bengals' former offensive coordinator as their head coach. 
I, I think you're looking at either Higgins or Boyd landing in Tennessee. But again, T. Higgins is probably going to command as much, if not more, than Mike Evans. But I wanted to throw that name out there just in case uh, he doesn't end up commanding quite as much as as uh, Mike Evans. And what a signing that would be for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think out of these guys, the most likely candidates would be Tyler Boyd or DJ Chark to come in and fill that wide receiver two role as Godwin slides up to the wide receiver one. Chris Godwin, we've said it for years on this show, would be a wide receiver one on about a third, maybe half of NFL teams. So it's it's not going to be a difficult transition from a production standpoint to see Godwin become the wide receiver one. It would just be difficult from a emotional standpoint to know that Mike Evans is is gone with another team. So those are a few of the names that jumped out to me in the free agent pool that could come in and, and be Godwin's tag team partner. As for the draft, I'm not really sure if there's a guy that the Bucks can grab because I think you're talking about likely having to use that first round pick on a wide receiver. And there's a lot of things there that are going to dictate what the Bucks are going to do in the first round of the draft you know, at pick number 26. So we're going to have to kind of wait for the free agent pool to work itself out and, and see what the Bucks have done with their money before we start talking about do the Bucks draft Mike Evans replacement in the first round. I think right now you're probably looking at a situation where the Bucks are going to go on the defensive side of the ball with either an edge rusher or a corner. Again, I laid out on Tuesday's episode, a couple of cap casualties that I think we could see. Shaq Barrett was one. Carlton Davis was all one. Russell Gage was one. And if they move on from Carlton Davis, I could see the Bucks going corner. And you know, you're going to keep Jamel Dean financially. It doesn't make any sense to get rid of him on this new contract. So he's going to stay. Maybe you're looking at a Kool-Aid McKinstry out of Alabama. We're going to get into more draft talk as the uh as the offseason progresses, but I, I'm not going to throw out a bunch of wide receiver names for the draft because we're going to have a better idea after free agency gets started as to whether or not the Bucks are still looking for Chris Godwin's Chris Godwin. With that, I'm going to bid you all a fair adieu. Please make sure that you are checking out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you are subscribed to the show on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and of course, follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks and at JYarko underscore Bucks. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining me right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 